Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So apparently vegan jizz is sweet. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Dudes Behind the Foods. <laughs> I'm Tim Chantharongsu. And I'm David Slow. So I knew a girl who dated a vegan guy. <laughs> David's dancing because uh, he's excited about this, all right? Uh, I knew a girl that dated a vegan guy, and she said his cum was so... She was like, oh my God, it tastes like candy. It's so Get good. the fuck out of here. That's what she said. Well, listen, I'll say this. I do know specifically if you guys took sex ed, mm-hmm. um, they do have like a chart of what food taste changes like the taste of your cum. Really? And it's not you know specifically pineapple. Like if you do eat like sweet fruits or yeah. vegetables or drink a lot of water, it does ch- change the flavor of semen. That makes sense. Yeah. So I could understand if they're vegan, they're eating a lot of fruits, drinking a lot of water, a lot of vegetables. Yeah. They probably taste a lot better. But also now, I mean, it all, probably also depends on your vegan diet, right? Because nowadays, especially in LA and New York, right? So many delicious vegan options. I'm sure that's just chock full of garlic <laughs> and all types of fucking um, scientific scientific chemicals to make the shit tasty. Mm-hmm. That can't be good for your cum, my guy. Wow, so such hard consonants. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be... That can't be... Uh, I was trying to think of another C consonant. Uh, that can't be... That can't be... <laughs> that can't be good for your cum, my guy. But uh, yeah, she said his his jizz tasted like candy. Robin Couch, have you ever tasted vegan cum? <laughs> um, I don't believe I have. All the men I have ever been with, I believe, ate meat. So I do not know what you're talking about. Wow, you're not a real vegan, dude. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> um, but but yeah, that was. If anybody, if all anybody in the comments uh, can comment on that, let us know if you've tasted vegan jizz. Uh, does it in fact taste sweet? Oh, I would love for there to be like you know those videos they do of wine people, mm. and they just taste the wine <laughs> when they're just tasting cum. Is the lady? Oh, this one right here was aged nicely in some pineapple juice, and um, <laughs> the texture is a little slimy, a little thicker than normal. This cum right here, I do believe, is 
from a man named Frank <laughs> that died in the 1960s in the Southern Alps. <laughs> <laughs> wow, grassy, very grassy. Yeah, uh, did was this man a gardener? Because I'm getting some garden hose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, burnt rubber, <laughs> freshly cut garden hose. It's a little mousy, little mousy. Ew. Well, David, so I brought us some champagne just because, uh, because the uh, the show Bel Air uh, sent me a random package and um, Bel Air champagne bubbly is part of that package and I had this in my fridge so I thought why not Bel Air Bel Air is that like? show cancelled because of Will Smith no they're getting a second season Ooh! and I just submitted some music to be like background music for the second season how fucking yeah. cool Benji's who's like you know Benji's like my guy he's, he's the plug on so many things nowadays he's like yo Bel Air's looking for music do you got anything you could send so I submitted uh, Homegirl with me and Russell and um, very good song by the way thank you very yeah. fantastic. Thanks, man. So we're going to see if I can get a little placement on the second season of Bel Air. That would be a nice little full circle moment for me. You know? I am trying to do music again. Are you now? Cheers. And can I tell you something? Fucking hard, man. I know. It is. Listen. So before I you know, wanted to do music myself, I wanted to be a writer. So uh, you know, we'd be in the studio, lab, and you know, trying to get points all the time. Mm-hmm. But this is like one of those muscles. If you don't use it, you fucking lose it. Yeah. I can't write for shit. Really? I, usually if I hear a song, whether the melody is bad or not, I'll be able to hear a melody that I could write to a track mm. so in the studio for four fucking hours. Couldn't mm. do anything. So what's what's the most difficult part for you as a, as a singer writer? Is it the melody or is it the lyrics? Okay, I'll, I'll give it to you like this. Like on the way here, I like to listen because when you make music, you have to listen to music. So if you're trying to create art, you have to consume art. Yeah, yeah. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. I haven't been avidly listening to music for a while now because I've just been listening to so many podcasts. Mm. I've just been on a different tip. Same dog. And occasionally now, so I just heard a song that I haven't heard in ages and mm-hmm. only because of the Tiny Desk concert. Watch this. Yeah. Confessions Part 2 to me is uh, a perfect song. Uh, that whole album, possibly, I want to say, mm, dare I say, one of the best R&B albums of all time. Definitely top three. Because of that song alone, my favorite R&B album ever, mm-hmm. ever to exist. I lost my virginity to that album. Awesome. I masturbated a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what a, watch this. <laughs> but, uh, that song, Confessions Part 2, mm-hmm. is one of my favorite songs because... Number one, the difficulty of singing, the skill that it took, mm-hmm. the the writing, the melodies, the production, mm-hmm. everything about it is fucking amazing. If you try to sing, just try listen to anybody try to cover that song. Uh, listen to how bad they are, <laughs> because of how hard it is to sing that song. The writing's on point. Yes, I, even as a kid, I remember listening to that and being like, um, "Fucking hand in hand in the Beverly Center, like man, not giving a damn." I was like, "Dog, this is." I was like, first of all, I thought. Oh, that's such a specific reference. <laughs> it's like, we're, you know, as someone who was like, you know, trying to write and shit back then and beginning to start rapping, I was like, you can reference really specific malls like that and, yeah. and not care. And I thought it was dope. You know, it's, the reason why I also really like that song is that when I, when I write music and I'm pretty sure anybody who does who, who has written music before, the hardest part is never the first verse. It's the second verse. Okay. That song's best verse is the second verse. Mm. I thought the first verse, listen, the second verse is so good. And the, the difficult part about doing a second verse is that when you normally write, you kind of just mirror the first and you just change the lyrics. Mm-hmm. The sec- Everything is different, but it's the same kind of. Second verse is, uh, what, uh, what is it? Uh, let's, let's, let's. See me. Mm-hmm. Is that, second verse is, um, See when this stuff goes up, you try to figure out. Oh, when he actually is doing the confessing. Yes. Ah, yes, yes, yes. That yes. second verse is the most solid second verse in the history of music, hands down. Please hit me. <laughs> the ad libs. And it was like a such a good balance between um real quote unquote R and B and just some fun shit. Yeah, 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 and yeah. that is the hard pocket to find. Mm. And so I was listening to this song and then when I'm trying to write my own music, I'm like, damn, I don't have this. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck is it that made this so good? And I'm trying to figure it out when I write, make these make make music. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there in the studio stuck. Yeah. Well, dog, for one, look, let me tell you this. Um, I'm so glad I don't have to worry about melodies and I just rap shit. Um, because hooks are the most difficult thing for me. I hooks am are everything. trash at hooks. I just like writing my raps. I like being witty with this shit. I like fucking, you know, just coming up with witty shit to say, right? But that's why I tell people I hate 
in studio writing i'm like when i when someone wants a verse from me i'm like send me that shit i'm gonna write at home and then i will go whenever they're like yo i got a session all day you want to pull up and write a verse i'm like no thank you no thank you give me the beat i'll write it home and we'll come through and yeah work let on me it. take my time because i take a long fucking time dog i be trying to be witty and shit you know and it's only been the rare occasion where i was like really forced to bang out a verse and yeah they still came out fire because i'm really good but most of the time i like to take my time you know it's hard are you finding yourself um kind of and I know we kind of talked about this too, like on in private, but you know, especially with with uh, hip hop and rap, there's this weird medium of finding something that's not too rappy and over the head and over the top for them, but oh. being able to kind of, you know, you know what I mean? Like you still want to rap rap, yeah. but you still got to make it something a little more easier to, to digest for the you know general crowd. Yeah, yeah. So I um recently, especially with my newer stuff that I'm writing, um. And there, there was a comment recently uh, that I read on one of my old, because I used to do these things called Weekly 16s. This was on, I had a music YouTube channel. It was called just Traffic Music, where I just would just upload um, new new music as just kind of like, hey guys, I just did this, listen to it, right? Oh, I didn't know this too, by the way, but explain to somebody what a bar is. Oh, okay. <laughs> a, a bar would be like um <laughs> the line of a stanza. <laughs> Wait, now I'm getting more technical. Okay, so when you listen to a rap... <laughs> Explain it to these people. <laughs> and we just talked about motherfuckers. We use more complicated words to explain something. I'm getting all idiot. literary. It's a line of a Costanza. <laughs> Costanza. <laughs> Can't stand ya. Okay, so okay. simply put, when you listen to a traditional rap verse on a song... It is 16 lines, okay? 16 lines long, 16 bars. Now let's take something, uh, so a line, a bar is just a line. Um, people will say now, like, when they say, use the phrase, oh, that's a bar, say like, oh, that, that's a witty line. That's what people are saying when they say that's a bar. But a bar in itself is just one line of rap. Uh, like, for example, let's take Fresh Prince theme song. In West Philadelphia, born raised, one bar. On the playground is where I spend most of my days. That's two bars. And um, so you hear a lot of rappers say, blah, 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 16 bars. That's because one verse is 16 lines. Traditionally, it'll come out to just about a minute long of music. So most rap songs, uh, if it's one of like traditional length, it's like three verses, each verse, 16 bars. And there you go. <laughs> and the reason why I wanted you to explain that mm -hmm. Is because when I first started writing music, mm. I would pretend like I know these things and I don't. <laughs> and so I would be in these rooms and like, yo, how many bars is this person gonna rap? I'm like, hey, 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 yeah, you know how it is. <laughs> you know? Because I'm trying to fake the fuck, you know? And I know a lot of you kids out there are doing the same thing. Yeah. Because, yeah, when I was first, <laughs> be like, yeah, I'm about to write 16 bars. Like, yeah, which one you going to tonight? <laughs> you know? <laughs> in my head, I'm like, oh shit. You're trying to fake the fuck. Yeah. But now you can continue. That just kind of goes through, you know, and I learned all this shit from just being in the studio, which is yeah. why sometimes I'll hear very specific uh, music technical references in songs, and I'm like, how do they expect people to know this? Because I wouldn't know this if I wasn't actually in the studio. So like, what's like? Yeah, I don't know how to write the bridge. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, bridge. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, I didn't know what the fuck that was. Or a very specific rap thing that um, I hear in a lot of rap battles, and I'm like, how do regular people know about this? Is um, when you punch in. You know what this is? So, when you rap, and I just learned this from you know just years of being in the studios. Like, you have the option of like, okay. Do you want to try and get your whole verse in one take? Or do you want to take it a couple lines at a time? Maybe you're saying a bunch of fast shit and you, you run out of breath, you know? Yeah. And then you don't want to hear people going like... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay, if that one's kind of difficult for you, do you want to punch in? So it's like you do two lines where you're comfortable and then, you know, and you... Basically, take it piece by piece. Yeah, they also call like comping tracks. Yeah, so yeah. you want to punch in one line or yeah. punch in even a word or two. You know what I'm saying? All singers do this now. So back in the day when they used to just record like if it, when, when, it, when it wasn't digital, right? Mm -hmm. You would have to do shit in takes. Like, mm -hmm. And there is no Melodyne. There's nothing else. So when you hear like somebody like Anita Baker, right? Mm. And you hear these old records, that's her on key, perfect pitch For every time. For the whole fucking thing. The whole fucking way through. Yeah. And there's no like, oh, 
La da da. Hey, I fucked up that one word, mm-hmm. that one run. Can I add the run later? Mm-hmm. There was none of that. You get it right, and you do it right the first time, second time, or third, or whatever the fuck it is. Right. And so when you punch in or you comp these tracks, and really the person who made it fucking popular or what it, it blew people's minds was Britney Spears. Mm. She would like comp tracks like crazy, mm. and I remember she used to criticism for that. It's like, oh, oh really? she's not a real singer because you know she's comping her tracks. Mm. Everybody does that. Yeah. Or like, oh, bro, to take it to rap shit. You listen to old Biggie verse or an old Method Man verse, especially because I used to listen to a lot of Wu Tang growing up. Especially Method Man because I just I just like the way he raps. You will always hear him breathing. You would hear a lot of like blah blah blah, and you would hear that because uh-huh. he would, that's he would be taking breaths in between his shit, you know. And it's like a lot of old school rappers will say like, "Hey, I want no punching in back then. I used to fucking press record one verse." Get it all the way out. Get it done. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I'll I'll be in the studio, and <laughs> I feel so bad for the dudes, like my like my sound guys, my producers, because like I'm like you don't I, remember your own lyrics. Huh? No, no, no. I, I'm reading the shit. 100. <laughs> okay. percent But I also I try to avoid punching in if I can. I like the way it sounds when I get the whole thing straight through. So I'll do that motherfucker so many times. I'm like, okay, let's get it again. I want to try and get the whole thing, you know? And uh, it takes a while. But that that also transfers really well to live performances. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a la Ray J, a la, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? And that's where I also fucked up too. Because I remember, you know, a lot of, I think people around our age group, they say, oh, you know, R&B music, these people were really dope. Not true. Listen to these guys. Listen to Ray J. Mm-hmm. Listen to fucking uh, motherfucking uh, Jeremiah. Oh God! Oh, so, oh no! <laughs> Stop! That shit was kind of fucked Stop. up. Stop! I know we we talked about this. Uh, but like, yeah, I couldn't believe Mario could be so savage with it. I was like, yo, kid, you're hurting my feelings. Oh man. no! <laughs> on the mic. On the mic. You didn't have to do it on the mic, bro. I got a funny story. Uh, and uh, would you? Well, before I tell the story, would you like some food? Yes. Would you like a little food? So here's what I did for you today, David. So okay, fuck. I brought you some leftovers because I ordered so much Korean barbecue yesterday, <laughs> like way too much. All right, and Chia wasn't in the mood for it, but I was. So I got a lot of Korean barbecue. But oh, here's something I like to do with my leftovers. Okay. Pero <laughs> So. Um, I got some. Uh, it's a little cold now because it's from the morning, but I got some bulgogi. Oh, pre-bogey! And I got some uh, spicy pork belly. Oh, belly dejigogi. And I got your side <clears throat> banchan situations, of course. Oh, banchan! Pero like, here's what I did, Doc. I like to take it, put it in a tortilla, my guy. What are you, Roy Choi? Is that what he does? Yeah. He got it from me. Yeah, he got it from you, dude. Yeah, fucking Roy Choi. He shaved his beard. Oh, did he? Yeah, you haven't seen his new, like, his Instagram is all just him, like, shaved face Roy Choi doing, like, food <gasps> reviews and shit. Food reviews? That's our thing! Yeah, what the heck? So, I like to get a little, get a little tortilla. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I like to burp. Dog, that. Your fingers are so greasy. Look at the top of your fingers. Oh, dog, the ba- I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, uh, so, and then I take a little bit of, let me ask you this, dog. I never know what this shit is. This shit right here. What is this? This is fish cake. Oh, it's fish cake. Yeah. So typically with the fish cake, you'll have onions with it, maybe some sliced uh, carrots, and then you cook it with sugar, soy sauce, and sesame oil. Yo, fish cake. That's not a mistake. Hey, bitch, tell me how that dick tastes. <laughs> Ooh. She got a thick waist. Ooh. And I like that. Bars. Um... She got a lot of piercings and a nice tat. Oh. I went to Tim Hortons in Canada, got an ice cap. <laughs> saw, a sli- saw a big old pizza. I said, yo, slice that. Reggaeton. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to get, you know what I'm saying? So I get a little, okay, for, for, I get a little spicy pork. Oh, you're still rapping. No. <laughs> yo, spicy pork. You got you got you 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 uh, you uh <laughs> you I'll make you my wifey dork. <laughs> what? That means give me pussy and grin. Chanjicho. 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 Give me that pussy, Korean girl. <laughs> Alright, so I put my spicy pork on there and I get a little bit of banchan shit. Like this fucking what's this radish? Radish, pickled radish. Put a little pickled radish. And I get a little of this little this, whatever this fucking shit spinach. is. Spinach. I get a fish cake thrown on there. I make a little taco, and that's like my next day Korean barbecue dog. Mmm. 
Delicioso. You know what? You're the king of the... I appreciate that you use leftovers. A lot mm. of people do not take home leftovers, and it pisses me off. They're whack for that. There's Leftovers sometimes can be better because it hits, it hits the spot when you need it. I, dog, I get to a point where when I order food, a big part of my love for it is like imagining the leftovers the next day. And what and, can you do with it? And what can I do with those leftovers? Klondike bar reference, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Klondike. I remember uh, watching those Klondike bar commercials and mm-hmm. they were so fun. And I ate one and I'm like, wow, this is toothpaste. What the fuck? They're not bad. <laughs> I just wasn't as delicious as I thought it was going to be. Oh, okay. So I had a story and I remembered it and we're going to get back to it right after this break. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Mmm, Kobe and barbecue. Oh, yeah. Mm. So, have some if you want. I know you might be full because we just did an episode eating lots of Greek food, but... <laughs> you know what we're going to do here? Hmm. You got two tortillas. We're going to do the tortilla slap challenge. <laughs> Yo, let's do it. Save one of those. Save two of those because there's four tortillas in there. We're doing that shit. Oh, wow. I was kidding. Dude. No, we're doing it, dog. No. We're doing it. We're fucking doing that shit. Yes. Please do. <laughs> no. I want to see this. Oh, my God. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to do it on... Yeah, fuck it. We'll do it on camera. Oh, yes. Look at you. I'm... And I'm going to set my camera up so we can get it for TikTok. I was just making a joke. No. Would you like some more champagne? Yes. I'm running a little low. Okay. Oh. You know, it's been a while since we got crazy on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We haven't had a little bit of drink in a minute. Because we were we, we were recording so early. It was too early for some alcohol. Yeah, so I I um I chose this time frame. So this is from noon to three um, at... Uh, 18, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> but I chose this time frame because, uh, you know, we take Veda to these little uh, gym classes. Uh, but that's neither here nor there because I'm going to tell you a story about me being on the microphone, okay? So, I don't think I've ever told this story publicly um, just because it's so funny. And um, so, oh, no. uh, when I've told you this story, but I'm going to tell you again for the people. One of my first tours ever was with... Cobber Modern Dance Crew and J Rise. Okay, so <laughs> so J, no. we were doing a sound check, right? 
And mind you, I had never met these people before. I had never met Cobb Modern. I, you know, I'd done some songs with Jay Rise. We'd been like done some shows together. So we were doing a. A few to- a few cities in Canada, and we went to Australia to do some some cities out there, and we're sound checking. This first time I, I really kicked it with Cabo Modern. Cabo Modern's in the audience, listening and watching Jay Rise do his sound check, and I had the other microphone because um, I was gonna come out during Jay Rise's set. All right. So Jay Rise has this song. It's called "You Want." It's called "I Don't Care." So it's something like "You Want to Hate on Me?" I don't care, or some shit like that, right? So then he goes during the sound check. He goes, "This is for my people, Kaba Modern, right there." And then I, I was on the mic on the side. I'm like, "They don't care," <laughs> <laughs> and they start cracking up. And I was like, I was like, hey, I fuck with y'all. And then he walked in while he goes, I guess I do care. <laughs> My feelings hurt. <laughs> Shout out to Jay Rise, man. Please don't stare. Let me ask you this, bro. So you're working on new music again. Yeah. Um, we we put out a banger. Was that two years ago? Yeah, man. That was a really fun... Like, if I do covers, I always like to add uh, my own spin to it. Mm -hmm. And that's because my buddy Z, Z Woods, a dope-ass producer. Nice with it. Nice with it. Chinese dude from Sweden. Really, really good friend of mine. Really? I didn't know all that. Oh, yeah. He's from Sweden. So he actually speaks... He speaks? Yeah, I said speaks. Chinese dude from Sweden. Chicken and the rice, but <laughs> I don't. But he's from, he's from Sweden. He speaks Swedish, Mandarin, Cantonese, and I think Polish as well. Mm. Right. His whole life story is fucking interesting. Like, really dope dude. But he grew up listening to like people like Brian Knight, Craig David, and really fucked with like the culture, just the music, hip hop, R and B, all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when we link up, I always like just working with friends. There's other producers who want to work with me, and I want I love their music, but. I don't know. I just like working with friends. Yeah, same. You know, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And I know that they'll give me bangers and stuff. Yeah. But it's just an, it's, the process has to be fun for me, too. You know? Yeah, bro. And look, especially real quick in terms of like rapping and stuff, when people ask me like how much for like a, tr- a verse or like to collab, I'll tell them like, not gonna lie, bro. Like, I'm kind of just working with people I know in real life right now. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. Like, it's weird. It's different. Yeah. And I think it's also because it's not a huge part of what we do mm-hmm. that it's our fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you take the fun out of it for me, you're ruining the experience for mm-hmm. me. You know? And it's nothing on them. It's all on me. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Because they're so fucking good. And I want their tracks, but at the same time, like there's something off about it where I miss doing it with my homies. Mm-hmm. You know? So we did this track. Uh, it's a Summer Walker cover, uh, Girls Need Love, but flipped it on its head with Boys Need Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, made it more of a fun summer jam type of thing, mm-hmm. upbeat a little bit, and then Tim did a verse on it. Shit was fucking fire, man. It was great. It's a great it. song. One of my favorite uh, covers I've ever done. I love it. I love it, bro. I love it. <laughs> uh, especially since some. Um, you know, so uh, that used to be the opening song for the podcast. Yeah. And um, a lot of people, to this day, you know, I get people that are like, David can sing. <laughs> um, but, I, you know, I love doing that track. Um, and uh, so so that was a cover. So you're working on, like, original shit now? Yeah, and I actually found this track that I wrote um Three years ago, before pandemic. Oh, really? And I only worked on the first verse. This is before the pandemic. <laughs> That's what it was called. <laughs> COVID came from bats. <laughs> we, uh, I found it, and it's just a simple, simple, simple song. The production's super basic, mm. but it's just very lyrical little heady but i just kind of wrote it at night with my buddy z mm-hmm. and he worked on the track and we, i was like look i just want to do something that's a little more artsy a little more r&b mm-hmm. and with this song too i think if you're a singer out there and this is one of the things that you're going to have to struggle with and it, it just any anything with as a musician finding your voice is hard yes bro it, to this day as a rapper like um it's so hard bro. i always tell people Fuck. you know how like look you'll hear a beat mm-hmm. and you'll be like this is a mac miller beat mm-hmm. this is a fucking this is a Snoop Dogg shit, right? Some shit you would hear Snoop Dogg on. I've got on, like, with the exception of my last, like, album, Cruise Control, which had a very consistent kind of vibe to it, the shit I get on randomly is really all over the place. So I don't know. I mean, and yeah, granted, there are some producers who will send me beats and they're like, yo, this is, like, I hear you on this. This is, like, your type of vibe. But I hop on so many different types of shit. I don't know if I necessarily have a... This is a Tim sound, you feel me? And um, 
I'm still trying to figure that out. Like, I, I feel like you do have a sound and a vibe, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you are the master of like punchlines. Mm, thank you. Like, that's just, that's like your thing. I'm always waiting to hear that clever punchline, right? Mm-hmm. Which kind of reminds me very early esque of Kanye West. Mm. Kanye West was that punchline master. Mm. Mayonnaise, color bends. I push miracle whips, mm-hmm. bro. I, when, I remember when I first heard that shit, gave me goosebumps. Kanye, yeah. has, Kanye has said some amazing shit, and um, for sure, if I want to speak on my influences some of my favorite people or the people I try to emulate now in terms of how I write are punchline rappers like uh, Ludacris mm-hmm. one of my favorite dudes um, uh, I'm a huge like Fabulous fan which is mm-hmm. you know he's a punchline guy um, Busta Rhymes who's not a punchline guy but is just weird and I love that uh, uh, Andre 3000 oh Andre, I love Andre 3000 yes though. he's like He's he's different. A, he's a clever guy, but different. You he's know so what I'm different. saying? Yeah. So, and that's those are the people I really appreciate, and I try to like emulate. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm less of a storyteller, more of a punchline guy. I do like the storytelling shit, but um, I just like I get off on people being like, I didn't get it at first, and on the second listen, whoa. You know what I'm saying? Um, like one of my shits, I'm I'm most like one of those shits I, mo- I wrote recently that I was so proud of, and when I say recently, like a couple years ago, I did a remix of uh, of Jake Paul's uh, "Everyday Bro," Mm-mm-mm. and uh, I got a line where I'm like, "The lowest grade I ever got was a high C." Now that's a punchline, and I was like, "I'm amazing." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm nice. Every, any, anytime I can write something where I'm like... I'm photogenic. <laughs> I am so photogenic and witty. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rick's just in the back just... Ugh. Rick's like, God. Oh, dog. Okay, so you were at my wedding. You fucking uh, married us, right? Yeah. I thought you you fucking bitch. <laughs> you were my wedding, you fucking asshole. Yeah. Uh, but there's a, a part of my vows that I wrote where I realize if people don't know me... They don't realize I'm being silly, and uh, and and I, I I watch it back and I realize I could have sold it a little more that it was a joke or else it comes off like I'm just like a fucking arrogant douche, right? Because there's one part in my vows where I'm like, because I know how amazing I am, so I need blah blah blah. And I'm talking to Chia, right? And then Rick makes his face. Rick like chuckles and like shakes his head in the background. But I watch it back. I'm like, wow. If people didn't know who I am, they're gonna they they hear this and they're like, oh my god, what a what a fucking douche, you yeah. know? But I'm just funny. <laughs> <laughs> so am I gonna um am I gonna marry you and Mariel or what? <laughs> you you can, dude. I'm just scared now because we know each other too well. <laughs> Because you you got lucky because we just started becoming really close homies. Now I know so much. That would have been a very different situation. <laughs> I think about that. I'm like, yo, if David if David was to be that guy now, oh, it would have been complete. Your speech would have been so different. It would have been way fucking different. <laughs> At that time, I only met Chia once. Yeah. And so. All you go off was her Instagram posts. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it was dude, Your wedding was so fun, man. Yeah, it was it was one of the most perfect weddings I've ever been to. It was it was in celebration of you guys, but it was more in celebration of everybody else. So everybody had to have fun. It was so fun. Yeah. Very that's how you do a fucking wedding. Very good job. I had so much fun and you can watch the wedding on my YouTube channel. I had so much fun there, like I literally contemplate like I just want to have I just want to renew the vow, vows like soon even though we've only been married for August 19th will be our 4 year wedding anniversary. Oh, tomorrow. Holy shit. You know what's Oh, interesting. Uh our my anniversary not for it was when we got together was in August as well. Wow. And I forgot it. And I got a little shit this morning. And so <laughs> we're going to go on a trip on Sunday. Adorable. Where y'all going? Uh, we're going to go to Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Yeah, we're going to go out there, have a little fun, maybe yeah. a little kissy-kissy, a little touchy-touchy. <laughs> a little fucky-fucky, a little sucky-sucky. A fucky fucky sucky. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Well, hey, man, if you want me to um, be that guy at your wedding, I will write. I'm so scared. I will write something so beautiful. Mariel, have no fear, okay? Because... I know if you watch the online content and you you hear about the you see the Instagram clips, yeah, we joke about our dicks a lot. Yeah, yeah. But not yeah. only was I an English major, but I'm high key deep. So if you approve of this, I will 
write something beautiful for you guys, all right? <laughs> I would fucking love it. <laughs> I really, I, like, I, I really, you know what? I think I just got, it's not a full mix um, of the song. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, the rough cut of it. And actually, you know what the funny thing was? When we recorded it, it was like at 3, 4 a.m. in the morning, mm -hmm. and I was writing it. And we just did a loose vocals on it. Mm -hmm. Listen to it back. I was like, actually, I don't think I'm gonna re-record the vocals. It's pretty fucking good. This is your new shit. This is the new one. You gonna play it for us? I'll play. You gonna hear? Is it that what you're mic. doing right now? I am doing it right now. Wow, wow, wow! Hey, hey, <laughs> brand new, brand new, David. So, so, Hold so. On a second. <laughs> I haven't heard anybody do the siren horn the way he did it. I'm old. I thought it was beer. He went. Hey. <laughs> Hey, dolphin! Tim hey. <laughs> just different, dude. Tim always do different shit. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, David's gonna play shit, and I'm gonna play some new shit too. Oh, here we go! Wow. So I know I'm I'm kind of a goofy, loudmouth asshole, but I got this weird soft R&B ass side because I was a little sappy boy, mm -hmm. and my a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, man. <laughs> so, this song is called Nabi. It's, it's, it means butterfly in Korean. Oh, my God. That's so cute. And so uh, it's I, I wrote it kind of about like when I when I was uh, younger and I first got my heart broken. Right. And you kind of really believe in love at first sight. Mm. And it's called butterflies because you believe in the, the butterflies in your stomach versus looking at what your actual relationship is like. Mm. So it's, a, you know, super, you know, very lovey dovey R&B. Do it. And, and I was going to say. We're gonna we're gonna send these tracks to Robin so she can actually overlay the tracks. So count down when you press play so she can like line it up easier. Okay. Fifty one. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it always makes my job hard. <laughs> oh god. Oh, I'm gonna mention a really funny joke I said to Robin later. I told her I was gonna eat her farts. Here we go. <laughs> Let's go. I like it. It's just a minute and a half. Butterflies aren't enough for love. <laughs> That's what you have to learn yeah. when you grow up. <laughs> I call it Nabi. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Nice. Nice. Fire. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So. Oh, we're sharing music. Wow. Look at this. This is like, look, this isn't even a podcast anymore, guys. You just guys are just listening to our fucking conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this song right here. Um, my boy Gian Bravo, who has been sending me beats for years, he sent me. He's the one that did the magnetic beat with me and Tori Kelly. Ooh, that's a classic. Um, it is a classic. That's probably one of my most known tracks ever. Tori Kelly, by the way, fucking amazing, man. Tori Kelly is so fucking like good. Okay, <laughs> where when I put out magnetic, right, people were commenting too much auto tune, and I had to reply. I'm like. That's not autotune. That's how she sounds in real life. That's how good she is. That's how fucking good she is. Oh, by the way, 
I, I do want to address this. This is a very good time. Mm. You don't know what fucking auto-tune is. Stop saying auto-tune in comments. Oh, the kids have no idea what auto-tune you is. You have no idea what auto-tune is. You might be talking about this thing called Melodyne, where you pitch shift the voice, but what you're hearing, actually, when you say it's auto-tune, it's just mixing and mastering. Oh, they're, dog. They're they, just cleaning up the vocals. Or, or even fucking reverb, bro. Yeah, they they'll, call it auto-tune. They'll call it auto-tune when just you hear a little bit of echo on the shit. These kids are fucking dumb, dog. Yeah, it's not auto-tune. Auto-tune is something very different. Auto-tune was a vocal program that basically what it does is pitch shifts your voice so it makes sure that you're in key mm -hmm. and, it, and it does it and you can change the uh the latency on and also like how strong it is so when pete you know, when t-pain was doing it he kind of amped it up really hard so you'll hear the that's, that's why it gets distorted yeah exactly that's auto-tune mm -hmm. you're just hearing mixing and mastering that cleans up the vocals gets rid of the sound and makes it really crisp these kids are fucking dumb <laughs> and we're gonna play you my new shit right after this break So we're back. Um, would you like to hear? So uh, you know how we talked about me submitting for Fresh Prince, yeah, or for Bel Air. What do you want to hear first? I got a thing where I'm spitting some bars, which I already sent you, and also I wrote a song specifically for Bel Air because they wanted just West Coasty music, and I wrote. I did. In Westville, you, know, you just do the same song. I'll be like, yo, this is In Billings, Montana, born but not raised. <laughs> so, do you want to hear what I wrote specifically, or do you want to hear just these random bars that I already sent you? Let's do the random bars first. Okay, so my boy Genius, who produced Magnetic, um, he was in town the other day. He sent me a couple beats. He sent me this shit where I was like, yo, I, okay, this I just kind of want to rap. Um, and so I wrote some rappy shit. Um, so here it is. This is called, as of right now, it, there's no title on this, but it's just me rapping, okay? And three, two, this is for you, Robin. Three, two, one, play. Yeah. The yeah is very important, too. Every rapper needs it. Uh. Now, let's take a second to check out the irregular ways that I be getting it started. Yeah, I'm snatching your heart and your kidney and liver and selling that shit on the market. I stay on that level, you never gonna get to the office on top with your views. First they go boo, now they go ooh, cause they all know ain't no stopping my juice. Yeah, so concentrate, you cannot debate me, this monopoly and I'm paid. Got philosophies like I'm Socrates, so apologies if I'm late. Bitch, I got no time for your convo. I'm catching a flight to Toronto. I got this little freak and she happy. Puerto Rican, she geeking like Timmy Day. I'm in the morning, she begged me to stay. Please, making me bacon and eggs. She got a man, but as soon as I land, and she tell him they taking a break. Dang, it's like basketball in Alaska, y'all. You know what's that called? It's a cold game. She give me more head than I can handle, y'all. Like a big forehead with no bang. No bang. I got no discipline. I need to listen to people that want me to chill. These haters can't stand me. They know I be killing it, villain like Amityville. Timmy, goddamn it, he ill. He's a dad with profanity skill. They like dad jokes, how dare we? And I say, bitch, hand me that milk. Yeah. Hey. I'll tell you this though, I don't know what it is lately. But I've been super into like hip hop rappy shit again. Mm. I don't know why, but it's just making me feel a certain way. Like mm. sometimes I just want to listen to music where my face is just scrunched. Like, I agree. Ugh, I agree. Ugh. That's why I love those guys, uh, Coast Contra, so much. Woo. Coast Contra, they started blowing up because they did this freestyle. Mm -hmm. uh, they just did a song recent with uh, Toby Ngiwe. Okay. Oh, 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 oh dude. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. Dude, that motherfucker right there. I know. I love that. Guy. Powerful. Powerful as shit. You talk about that, a guy that knows his sound, his vibe, and he has confidence in his shit. Mm -hmm. That dude right there. Yeah. Shout outs. So fucking good. So fucking good. Bars. Uh, thanks. The last one is just a dad joke. If you guys didn't hear that, it's... She said, dad jokes, how dare he? I said, bitch, hand me that milk. I almost didn't even want to put that because it was such just like a stupid dad joke. But I was like, you know what? Let's just have fun. I love it. Thanks, man. I um, love it. Well, thanks, dude. See, um, every time you just, sometimes you just need a track that just you're scrunching your fucking face, you fucking driving down the freeway, and you just feeling yourself. That's one of those tracks. I just like rapping, and I think it's fun. 
I like being witty and I like seeing witty things. Let me tell you something. When I was super young, before I was doing uh, this type of music, I, I wanted to rap. Mm. And then I tried and I'm like, wow, dude, you are bad. <laughs> you are so bad at this. Bro. You are so fucking bad at rapping for something you listen to so much. <laughs> On the other side of the same token, my guy, uh, someone... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hold on, let's see if I got one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, oh, someone yeah. is... Damn it. That was a wet one. Dude. I know, it hurt. Um... Yeah. I need to go home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm someone's writing me uh, a song to sing. Um cuz Yeah, I was uh did we talk about this already? No. Okay, so I went on a <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Thank you. <laughs> Someone I was <laughs> I was on a road trip to Vegas with my boy PD Flow and um this guy Stofa who I've worked with before he heard me just kind of singing in the car, and he was like, hey, bro, you can sing. What the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, mm, kind of. And he was like, let me write you something, a sing-sing, because he's like, he's dope with like just writing music. And I was like, all right, dog. Okay, fine. I was like, write me some music. Write me a song song. But I was like, make sure it's not like, write me something that makes me feel like, that makes me sound like I'm not really trying to sing, like maybe in the lane of like, you know, Childish Gambino, Drake shit, like we're just kind of like, you know, I'm not trying to be like fucking uh, R&B legend with this shit, you know, like write me some some singy, some, just some radio singy shit and I'm down, you know, specifically because I have a, 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 a concept for a music video that I want to do that it's too cute to be a rap video. So I'm like, I need this shit to be a love song. So I was like, okay, let's do it. So for this new project, whenever it gets done, it's going to have me actually singing on it. So it makes me nervous. Dude, Childish Gambino too. Like I wasn't a big fan of Donald Glover's stand-up. Mm. Like it, he had good moments, but it just never really made me laugh. Mm -hmm. But I still thought he was really funny. But his sketches though. But dude, everything, he is, I, I, I look up to this guy so fucking much. Mm -hmm. He's one of those people that's like a newer celebrity that I've been introduced to that if I met him I would freak the fuck out Yeah, because he epitomizes I don't know about him in his personal life mm -hmm. but in terms of his art is what I really fucking love mm -hmm. as a writer as a creator as a creative everything that he does is so much him and it's done so fucking well I, I fuck with that guy so heavy man mm -hmm. like I, I give him all his flowers and praises like when I heard him do a cover of what's it called? Tamia. Oh, yes. Dog, that shit almost lightweight made me tear up. I already know what you're talking about, and you know what I love so much about that cover, um, so into you, is that it's not perfect. Yes. And they that's how they dropped it. It's like it's him. He's a little off pit. He's a little off key. He's a little pitchy, but it was raw as shit. Mm -hmm. And it's just him. He's not even like an amazing singer. But the way they did that shit was like so like, I was like, yes, It's man. the way they composed it and put it together. Like, it, it, he's a decent singer and he just, he knows it too. He doesn't have to be all super R&B. He doesn't have to be a Tori Kelly, mm -hmm. right? But he knew how to ride that song very well. Mm -hmm. And that's what I mean about finding your voice. And it mm -hmm. kind of goes back to that thing of, even for the song that I wrote, um, the, the music that I'm doing now, I'm sticking in my pocket. So I got kind of caught up in the hype of everybody wanted to hit these high notes. Mm. Because Bruno Mars fucked it up for everybody. <laughs> but his shit is like, and he, can't nobody hit those notes. Exactly. Bruno Mars is Bruno Mars. We're not Bruno Mars. Right. Like, I remember just trying to sing a Bruno Mars song and I couldn't do it, but I would always like damage my vocal cords <laughs> just to try to somehow reach his notes. Mm -hmm. But if you're not born with that, even no matter how much vocal training you do, you can't do that. There's a trade off mm -hmm. depending on what your natural vocal range is. So you'll, yeah, if I sing through my nose and I really push it out and somebody auto tunes it and mix and masters it, yeah. it'll sound somewhat decent. Mm -hmm. But there's a give and take when you see like on a chart, when it goes outside of your vocal range, it's for anybody who wants to sing, it goes outside of that vocal range, you start losing tone. Mm. I rather keep tone than rather keep uh, the vocal range. So. And that's the thing, man. Like, I think, you know, some of the best songs I won't say singers but songs are people that know what they can do and they do it best yes you know what I'm saying yeah. like I wouldn't expect I don't know fucking um, let's say I love Billie Eilish's music mm -hmm. okay 
I don't expect her to hit fucking Bruno Mars notes. I think she is really good at singing her range of shit, and she just makes dope music. You know what I'm saying? She's um, no uh, Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah, she's not gonna be about to be saying no Jasmine Sullivan. She's not gonna be doing those runs. Mm-hmm. But like, um, her music is dope. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a lot of people that can hit those Bruno Mars notes because that shit is like how. <laughs> mm-hmm. This guy showed me a clip of somebody singing Bruno Mars once, and I wanted to die. <laughs> I really wish you could post it here to show everybody. <laughs> that shit it haunts my nightmares. <laughs> it haunts me. It's so bad. <laughs> and you know what? Hey, bro. Look, have you ever got hit up to judge a college show? <laughs> Yo, Tim, don't, don't even. This is my favorite. Uh, those are my favorite shows. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. It's the worst and the best. <sighs> All right, so, all right, look. <laughs> Tim, you want to go do a jam session before we perform? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so look. So look, oh, um, you know, we get hit up for a lot of shit, right? Uh, and I feel, I think in the uh, really, the height of the of getting booked for shit, we would get hit up to like, I don't know how many of these you, you have done, but. I've done quite a half. I would get hit up to do a lot of like guest judge, um, sometimes host these college talent shows or these like, you know. Uh, they're showing just a bunch of acts from the college, right? And a lot of it was like Asian Asian clubs and shit. And oh my God, bro. There has been some terrible performances and I love it. Me and Rick, some of our favorite shit to do is watch cringy content. And to see it in Shout real life. Chen. Continue. <laughs> Shout out to David's best friend, Jason Chen. I love you guys. To see it in real life. Is just oh, it makes it's like you ever see that episode of Rick and Morty where there are those like, I, I, there's like this biker gang and they get off on cringe content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me and Rick, dog. It's like when shit makes me go, oh, I love it. I fucking my penis gets hard <laughs> and I fucking jizz all over the place. I'm not sure if I told the story on the podcast, but I definitely told it on mine. But I'll tell it here. Yeah. So. If you've ever been to uh, Buffalo, New York, right? They're known for two two things. They're Buffalo Wings fucking fire uh-huh. and the most untalented people I've ever met in my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is a joke. But in this specific show, right, there was a guy that killed it. He killed it performing. He did this comedy bit where he was singing a Lady Gaga song in a thick Chinese accent. Mm. And I started crying laughing. Like, mm. I'm talking about I'm in the front. I'm like, yo, grabbing people. Like, this guy's fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> And I'm dying. Oh, wait, you've told me this story, yeah, but go ahead. I'm dying laughing at this guy. We go to the back, and we're supposed to score everybody. I give this guy a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. All the other judges look at me, and they're like, are you serious? I'm like, dude, he was hilarious. They're like, David, it wasn't a comedy performance, <laughs> and you were laughing at him for five minutes straight. <laughs> so I'm, I'm fucking crying, <laughs> laughing through his whole set, and I'm making everybody else laugh too. But I thought he was doing a comedy set. That's great. And so <laughs> I give him a 10 out of 10. Clearly he doesn't win. But this goes to show too, sometimes people are delusional. Mm. So afterwards on the show, he came up to me, he goes, hey, David. Like, <laughs> that's how he said my name. Mm-hmm. David, you want, he goes, we should do a collaboration sometime. Maybe me, I heard you sing. We could do something really great together. And he was telling me that he wanted to drop out of college to pursue music. I, I shit you fucking not, hand to God, I said, no, mm. you need to stay in school because yes. I refuse to be responsible for that. <laughs> I refuse. I said, do it on the side for now. You know, you got some work to do. Do not yeah. drop out of college. Oh, shit. Please do not. But in his mind, he thought he was killing it. Yeah. Amazing. This show, too, was nuts. Like... There are talented people. When you're 17, 18, you're finding yourself, right? So you're not going to be that great right now, but right. in the future you will. Yeah, yeah. But everybody was bad. <laughs> Man, look, I've done some some fucking college shows, dog. There was um, there was this one. Me and Rick still joke about it to this day. This rap duo, these two Asian guys. <laughs> hey, come on, man, just say their name. No, I don't remember their Fun name. Bro, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding, guy. I love those guys. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> so this this rap act, it was so strange. Uh, and I and I, if these guys are out there, hey man, props to y'all for, for doing it, for putting it out there, right? But like, it started off weird. Like one guy is on the mic, the other guy was like crouched down in the corner, and they start saying, 
the guy from the in the corner is going, it came from the blackness. <laughs> it came from the blackness. Oh, I'm hurting. And I'm like, what? I'm hurting right what now. is this? You know what I'm saying? It came from the blackness. It came from the blackness. <laughs> and then they start rapping. And then oh, but on oh, but but to flip it, I did another. I judged another show one time where um. There was this act that was so awkward on purpose. Now, these guys knew they were funny. It was a brother and sister team, and um, they were, like, super chill, and they were performing. They did a couple songs, but one of them was uh, Ladies' Night. Oh, this is Ladies' Night. Oh, what an interesting choice. Yeah, okay, so it's so funny because, okay, so mind you, their energy is very awkward, like, almost nerdy, right? And this guy's, like, and they're singing just a little guitar, maybe even a ukulele, Brother and sister, and like, this is ladies' night, and the time is right. But, then, but after every like little thing, and then <laughs> the the sister would go, oh what a night! Oh, <laughs> no. I cracked up, but oh. it was on purpose, bro. Oh, okay. They knew they were being funny. Oh, okay, and then um, and I scored them the highest because they had me dying laughing, right? And then, but I think they did it just for fucking shits and giggles because. Mm-hmm. I don't think they they thought they could win, but we a- actually ended up naming them first place, and they had left because they, they were fucking around. They were fucking around, but I, but we all found them so funny. We gave them first place of this contest, but they were gone. That's hilarious, yeah. dude. But see, I love it when people just enjoy themselves. Yeah. You know, when I'm when I, when we judge these, obviously it's something that we have to judge, so we have to give them scores. But ten out of ten for just going up there and having fun, man. Yeah, like. Uh, these, this is all jokes that I'm making. You could be terrible or whatever, but I do appreciate it when people try these things. Because even if you're not good, the experience is fun. You know, you went up there, you, you, whether you put your heart into it or not, you're fucking having fun, and that's what's important. I agree. Yeah. And now me and David are going to do the tortilla challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I almost tried to run out the time. Okay, here we go. No! Give me a tortilla. <laughs> Destroying this whole podcast studio. <laughs> all right, um... Okay, so oh, we're doing a tortilla challenge. Make sure you watch the Dudes Behind the Boots podcast. You stupid idiot. You get to use your fucking right hand. I have to use my left. Yeah, I know. That's why I want... Oh, whatever. Okay. Well, fill up. <laughs> You're so lucky I don't have COVID how anymore. Do they, how do they do it? Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, and then whoever gets the... Okay. way more than I thought it was. I, these are like homemade oh, tortillas. They're so thick. Oh my God. Oh. <sighs> All right. Thanks, Robin. <laughs> I tried so hard not to like shake it, but it was, I couldn't. No, it's okay. It's good. Oh, hey, that hurts way more than I thought it was. You got the extra thick tortillas. <laughs> oh. Uh, extra thick like Robin Couch. Uh, Hi, y'all. Well, thank you for watching and listening to another episode of the No Chaser Podcast. Oh, wait, what? Of uh, Who's Behind the Foods. <laughs> You're watching DJ's brain. <laughs> uh, I'm Tim Chantaranzu. And I'm David So. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Ow. Yo, it's the dudes behind the food. Dudes behind the food. Yeah, it's the dudes.
Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com.